Hello, and welcome to the Cage Fight Podcast. Hey. I am your host, Nick. As always, there's a fuckboy across uh, from me. He's I'm actually the most important host, <laughs> okay. uh, is my official title. Uh, um, just kidding. I'm the, the white guy. <laughs> He's uh, the white guy, the mic guy. Uh, yeah. And um, over on the right here, we have a new guest. Because Zach is not here again this week, and Who? I'll let him introduce himself. Okay, can I actually call Zach and have him introduce me? Uh, sure, if I'm you like, want. <laughs> okay. He's actually been banished from this podcast. In the try. Oh, has he been banished? Uh, well, th- yeah, starting now. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm I'm Brandon. Hello. Oh uh, yeah, this is this is Brandon. Uh, he's uh. Damn, he's I was calling you big, Brandon, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I got your name wrong. I'm sorry. I thought it was Brendan. That's my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, who, I don't know who the fuck would name their kid that. Yeah, the I always Frasers? do that with those. <laughs> For some weird, if your name is Brendan, you're even whiter. And I didn't. Mm. That's true. Brendan. Brendan. Like, yeah, you just kind of go into like a Karen voice when you say it. Like, I'm excuse me, I, Brendan, can you please stand up? Yeah. And I do the same thing with the lead singer of Incubus all the time. It's, he's something Boyd, one of them. Oh. Avoid the Boyd. I, I will not avoid the Boyd because when he pops that shirt off, let me tell you, I'm listening. I don't think he's ever worn a shirt, has he? Uh, I, well, I did see Incubus in concert once, and uh, n- there was no crowd reaction whatsoever until he took off his shirt. They did like four <laughs> songs, nobody made a peep, and then he took off his shirt. Um, and the, the keen-eared viewer or er, listener may have noticed that Dave is back up on the boards now. We, Bitch, guess who's back? <laughs> we were forced to rehire him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Eric came back with her tail between their legs. The response to the protest was too loud. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Eric got a job uh, fact-checking uh, another podcast for the friggin' White House, and it's keeping him pretty busy. Yeah, he has no free time. Is there another person on this fucking podcast that I, that isn't here? Uh, well, we had a different engineer last week uh, because uh, Dave. We we've had some issues with Dave, um, yeah. and uh, we've talked about firing him. We've tried to fire him, and it just didn't take for a while. Like, ooh, I yeah, a don't forget about the NDA, boys. Hold on, can you fire him, but he still does the work? See, well, I don't plan on paying him this time, but yeah. I, well, uh, you, you didn't hear hey, that, right? Hey, NDA, buddy, NDA. Oh, yeah. Non- thought- Sorry, there's, an, there's a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm Hispanic, I'll take his job. Oh, okay, yes. This is that what I'm looking be, for. Yeah, Honestly? Literally for probably less than what you're paying him. Yeah. This just ran yeah, from I- a podcast to an interview. <laughs> Now, I just want to say, I just got to send my gratitude out to the man, the myth, the living legend, Zach, who <laughs> led that protest out in front of the house and saw that it wasn't getting a response and took it to the highway. He went out and did the whole, you know, stop the stop the traffic. People need to know this man needs a job. And he got hit not once, not 12 times. He got hit 12 times by <laughs> just back to back by several different vehicles. And it's really sad. It was pretty brutal. He's very injured. I don't think he's in critical condition anymore, so he's they took him off the pain meds, so he's just feeling it right now. So if we can just if people can just hit F in their chat, you know. <laughs> yeah, but pay your respects. Um and I'm pressing F right now. I didn't realize that Zach got hit twelve times because I stopped after like six or seven. So Yeah. after seven I was like, Okay, Zach's been through enough. We better give Dave his job back. Yeah. So. The other six were me. Well, that's <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just you see, can back actually them. see it. Oh, there um, you go. Somebody filmed it. 
Oh, I'll have to check out the footage. I still have uh, bits of Zach's My Little Pony shirt on my uh, wheel well. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Uh, welcome, Brandon. Uh, welcome, Brandon. Uh, we, um, unfortunately, I, welcome, Dave. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm. What's up? I'm a little torn up about that, but given the fact that he's not getting any money out of my pocket this time, I'm. I guess fuck it. Whatever. I also can't see him, which is pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah, it's best when you can't see, smell, sense him. Yeah. You can hear him, but his aura is like in another room, yeah. which is good. Um. So, Brandon. We uh, we kind of introduced ourselves on this podcast by like going through what our favorite movies are, kind of to okay. establish our taste. Um, mm-hmm. So we have like a frame of reference for how shitty we think these movies are. Yeah. Um. So uh, off off the top of your head, what do you, what what are some movies that you uh, you stan? Yeah. So it just so happens that I have a top ten favorite movie list in my notes that I made months ago, literally for no reason. Look at this piece mm-hmm. of shit. Uh, so let me get to this here. My top ten list of video games, movies, uh, bands, artists. Uh, so top ten movies. Uh, there's a few that are missing, uh, but we're gonna talk about these. So uh, number one, Mulan. Oh, Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, no. Uh, I have <laughs> uh, like Avengers Endgame, uh, Lord of the Rings, fan of the whole trilogy. Uh, Mulan, uh, Star Wars, big fan of. Uh, I get a lot of shit for this. I like the prequels. I like Revenge of the Sith, which is my favorite Star Wars movie. Oh, which Damn. I I can apologize for some of the prequels, but I cannot say any of them is my favorite movie. So. Yeah, it's 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 think... only like the prequels have the the way better graphics and uh, mm-hmm. literally everything. I think we have a, a lot to unpack on this podcast besides these movies so. uh i hate the dark knight trilogy gogurt is just yogurt custard and ice cream are literally the same fucking thing oh i take issue okay. with that because i live in wisconsin custard is so much better what about they're, the they're, they're literally Sherbert both the same thing sorbet those are also the same thing i have no Agreed. idea what that is i will not die on that hill so i'm pretty sure but i will sorbet die on the custard is... ice cream hill. oh yeah because custard rules <laughs> but sorbet i'm pretty sure is just sherbet in french i think i don't know uh, yeah, th- they're right. all cold and they taste like cream, so it's all the same thing. Damn. Uh, also, uh, a few other favorite movies: um, Inter- uh, Interstellar, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, if we're talking about horror movies, I'm a big fan of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Hills Have Eyes, Midsummer. Uh, Midsummer well. is great. I'm trying to see that director's cut of Midsummer. That's uh, freaking Ari Aster is amazing, and I can't yeah. wait to see what he does next. And I hope it's. Nasty yeah. and involves more head smashing. Everything uh, he's ever put in is pretty incredible. I'm also a fan of really shit, like really shitty, terrible movies. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. Like Ginger Dead Man, uh, Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. I uh, don't every know that movie one, okay. about literally any kind of shark: ghost shark, sand shark, avalanche shark, two headed shark, mega shark, mecha shark. Any any of them, literally. Honestly, them. we just watched Ghost Shark not too long ago, and that movie was surprisingly fucking. It was really awesome. fucking good. It was so much fun. But yeah, um, so that's Brandon, and uh, you know what? I forgive you for it. Thank you. But Go Shark is rad. I will plug that. Also, I did just recently watch Ginger Dead Man, mm-hmm. and it still holds up. It. Uh, I remember seeing that movie like uh, on the shelf at Blockbuster when I was younger, and uh, wondering why it existed. What nobody told me. Is that Gary Busey's in it? Oh man, I have seen that on the shelf at Blockbuster. Then I and do remember that because I was thinking it was like this sounds familiar, and I was picturing Gary Busey, and I was like, no, that's got to be something different. But oh, it's it's got Gary Busey in it, and let me tell you something: Gary Busey kills it in every role that he's in. 
Um, so I don't know how long we've been recording for, but we haven't once mentioned the movies that we're supposed to be talking <laughs> oh, oh, okay. about. So, like, uh, uh, let's let's get into this a little bit. Today we're talking about Firebirds and uh, Seeking Justice. They are two movies that I'm willing to bet you have never heard of. I hadn't heard of them before last week when, when I found out I was going to be watching these. And um, and two movies that should uh, both be the names of cars instead of just one. Imagine <laughs> driving around like a Dodge seeking justice. Uh, I don't know. So I think uh, first we should probably talk about Firebirds because yeah. it came out first. That, that's the way that I was the first one I watched too. Um, so Firebirds, I couldn't find an MPA a rating for this for whatever reason but based off what i saw i'd guess i don't know pg-13 probably there was one scene of mild gore maybe yeah. they were stricter in the 90s and made r i don't know yeah and i don't know how um how much like unwanted advances towards women i think that should be an x-rated the, movie the rating yeah. yeah um yeah the the uh the sexual harassment that goes on in this is a little uh it's a it's a nc-17 uh, it's not quite zandily levels but um <laughs> He's flying the airplane above her, yeah. and then he says, oh, you know I like it on top, baby. And he does that for five minutes every time he moves his fucking airplane. And also, or his helicopter, I'm sorry. And also, uh, everybody in the, the base below them can also Could all hear, hear what Could he's hear saying, him. and he's like, I'm gonna fuck you so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a little unnerving that no one said anything to him either. <laughs> no, they are probably jerking off. I'd be jerking off. You're in the military. A lot of them, they're probably single. Their wife's probably cheating on them. So I imagine they're jerking off. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to get it where while your wife's, uh, you know, freaking having babies with your neighbor uh, or whatever. I don't know. I don't Tell know. me right now that you if someone said, hey, do you want to ride in my Apache attack helicopter and just jerk off? Tell me you'd say no. Honestly. Uh Came out in 1990, the height of the drug war, essentially, or right around the height of the drug war, which you will notice in the plot of this film. Uh, directed by David Green, a man who has directed such other hits as things I should have looked up beforehand. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he did, he did the big green... Uh, big green giant. Big green, jolly big and green uh, giant. He also did um, Buster, Breathtaking, Car Trouble. And a bunch of other movies you've never fucking heard of. Let's just let's just put it this way: He is a white guy that was born in 1948 who is who tried to make movies, uh, making a movie about the drug wars. So that says <laughs> what it needs to say. Mm -hmm. uh, this was produced by Touchstone Pictures and Nova International Films with a mercifully short runtime of 86 minutes. Uh, I'm glad to be back in some hour and a half pieces after going through a bunch of two-hour movies. I wanted it yeah. to be much longer. <laughs> The budget was $22 million, which I, of which I assume... 20, <laughs> is all the helicopters? Yes, yeah. it was all the helicopters and that the U.S. military probably wanted script supervision for to, for use of, it's, which I think we talked about in USS Indianapolis, but box office gross of $14,760,451. They've got it down to the single dollar there. So it made way fucking less than what it cost to make that movie. Yeah, they lost about $7 million on this. <laughs> so, which is surprising because... Uh, kind of feel bad for them. Yeah, this movie made me feel so patriotic, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, made me want to go out and just kill just some kill people, people in the global south <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like I, it was a tommy lee he's like like i joined the military the same reason you did to kick ass it's the most american thing ever and i was like oh yeah of course oh. to just go to the south and just 
murder someone who's minding their own fucking business. Yeah, uh, because, and, you know, for, for me, anybody I don't recognize is cartel. So. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 10% on the tomato meter, 36% on the audience score, so not, not well-loved. Not well-loved, but... I have some, uh, some trivia here if we're, uh, if we're ready for that. Oh, um, yeah. I, I'm always countdown. ready. <laughs> um, sure, why not? Eat shit. No, oh, fuck. I, <laughs> I thought maybe we could get one out of them. Yeah, but. I thought maybe, maybe that's the key to getting countdowns from Dave, is to just ask him when we don't need one, and then we can cut it and put it where we need it. <laughs> that would have worked, but fuck you, Dave. <laughs> Uh, it was infamously known uh, amongst critics as Top Gun with helicopters. Um, <laughs> That's which what I wanted from Top Gun. Is exactly how I <laughs> if you take Tom Cruise out of Top Gun and literally just make it Nicolas Cage, I that movie would have been way better. Uh, yeah, there'd be uh, less Scientology, a little bit less. I would have left more... in Tom Cruise and uh, taken out uh, one of the friggin' uh, other guys who I was gonna try to name, but I couldn't uh val kilmer is it val Kil no val kilmer's in every old movie yeah but he, I, I think he's a scientologist hey, too, he, so. here, here's a fun fact about me i've never seen top gun and i honestly i don't really plan to but <laughs> uh yeah i mean it's you uh, pretty much just said that you're in the cartel not american oh yeah he uh basically started the national anthem on a, a tape player and then kneeled right down in front of us I'm curious to know, uh, I guess, how much this movie was promoted around this time, because I feel like... I've never heard of it. I've uh, never heard of it, but it feels like it was a movie that was like, uh, the dad, dads loved it and yeah. fucking... Oh, yeah. Went military grandpas and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like if, if your dad owned a Harley and a Guns N' Roses t-shirt, he would have really loved this movie. Fuck, yeah, we're going to go see that Firebirds. We're going to see that Firebirds movie. <laughs> we're going to go see Firebirds, and then 20 years from now, we're going to go see Wild Hogs. <laughs> uh... Uh, let's see. A lot of the trivia is like uh, pretty boring unless you're into like military stuff. So let's let's uh the Scorpion attack helicopters are actually Hughes MD 500D defenders. <laughs> what That's the? so fucking cool. Holy shit! Holy That's shit. a bunch of numbers for something. When you said Scorpion, I thought you were gonna start talking about the Scorpion King. Oh yeah, I was gonna talk about <laughs> the tank that. from Halo. We didn't. The tank from Halo is the real Scorpion. Okay. Uh, Yes. Stand alone. <laughs> uh, Tommy Lee Jones did actual uh, physical training in full uniform with uh, a bunch of fucking soldiers or whatever. And uh, they yeah, were... I bet you sure had to do that in your one scene that you decided to run for 10 seconds. And then yeah, the yeah. literal rest of that movie, you're standing or sitting. Yeah. And, and the whole point of that scene was to show that he's old. That he's old as fuck. Slower than yeah. everybody. And literally yes. slower than all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it says in the fun facts that nobody knew that he wasn't one of them uh, because he's, he's that good, you know? Uh, but he actually, I, I feel like he did really pull off that role. Like I, I actually looked up Tommy Lee Jones's, uh, personal history after this because mm. I was like I feel like he like he had to be in the military he was in the military right but yeah. he was not no he's just um, an old angry white man and yeah. that can anyone could have played that role yeah <laughs> anybody who calls why didn't me they get soldier, my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> yeah they could have honestly Tommy Lee Jones is kind of all our grandpas when you think about it mm -hmm. um, I would prefer to have him as my grandpa because then I'd have like twenty million money. dollars yeah. Yeah. I was just about <laughs> to say Firebird should have ended. With Tommy Lee Jones being like like a Men in Black coming up to him, yeah, that would have been honestly. We should remake this movie 
or just add an add our own ending add our own to edit. it, like, uh, where a guy in a black suit comes up and uh, like erases somebody's memory, and then they're like, "Hey, you're freaking really good at helicopter, <laughs> yeah. and now you're old, and they don't want you in helicopter. <laughs> so we're gonna kill aliens yeah. with you, exactly." And now that's how that went. Why be in helicopter when you can be in spaceship? In spaceship. <laughs> um, like, hey, we know if we don't offer you this job, we know you're going to retire, go home, beat your wife, be an alcoholic on a daily basis. What if you what overheard if- your employees sexually harassing each other in the vacuum of space? <laughs> would you do anything about it then? <laughs> yeah, would you, in would space, you step no in one then? can hear your sexual harassment. <laughs> um, so... Moving on to the plot summary now, we open with a nice little quote from George H.W. Bush about how our military will be fighting a full-scale war against drug cartels in the global south. Always uh, a good like, way to start off a movie. Yeah. I was honestly sold as fuck right, right off the bat. <laughs> it's uh, If you're ever wondering what the attitude was at the height of the drug war, just watch this movie a little bit and watch the way they talk about it. Because uh, they, 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 the way they describe it uses the word war and fighting a war about 85 times when they talk about the DEA, which I could go on a whole rant about the drug war. Uh, (laughs) But this isn't that type of podcast. This whole movie's like the war, the drug war, them training an entire fleet of (laughs) of pilots was really to kill five whole people in that movie. When they show like the people that are there, it's a handful. Realistically, (laughs) one guy with a helicopter. There's one guy with a helicopter uh, that has a like a bullshit helicopter. You never find out like where this guy came from Mm -hmm. or anything about him other than, oh, I don't know. He's he's like Hispanic and really good. He's a mercenary and he was trained in North Korea. And actually, he was he was like German or something. He didn't look German. (laughs) Yeah, true. He looked Hispanic, but his name was like Eric Stoller or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I mean, no real reason to uh to make this guy the enemy other than the fact that we were told he was a drug lord and he's some kind of minority and he like shoots somebody's helicopter down at the yeah. beginning of the movie they needed a villain that's why he's there yep. right they needed a villain and uh because of the 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 drug war mood at the time uh they didn't really need to do a lot of exposition <laughs> They put him in the movie and they're like, everybody's going to know that this is the guy to hate and we're going to blow him up. Uh, yep. So uh, it starts out in cages in basically the war room from Dr. Strangelove, if anyone's seen that movie, which the funny part about this to me is that Dr. Strangelove tried to go comically over the top and make the U.S. military look like supervillains. And then they unironically used it here to make them look cool, I guess. Yeah. But, but um... But, uh, yeah, so, uh, and Cage is reciting what happened to him while flying some helicopters with the DEA. They got shot down by, you know, that bad guy, Eric Stoller, the, her minority pilot, (laughs) helicopter pilot. Cartel guy. The cartel guy who looks like he's from Portugal, who flew in North Korea, (laughs) who has, like, a Russian name. And uh, so in that incident, like, you know, a helicopter explodes. Yeah. Cage is saying, like, the drug war soldiers are giving it their all. And they're like, you've impressed us, Mr. <laughs> that was Cage. all it took. That was all yeah. fucking took. Yeah. And it's like, you will now be in the program to <laughs> shoot these people with Apache helicopters. How much do you hate anybody that's not American? <laughs> a lot, sir. You're in. I'm impressed. Um, so Tommy Lee Jones is the helicopter air-to-air combat instructor. And uh, 
he's going to be teaching Cage along the way to fly an Apache helicopter because apparently Cage has flown tons of helicopters, but never an Apache helicopter. And this is extra special. You really got to get this he's, one down. He's a he's a master pilot. He's like he's basically Luke Skywalker in this movie. Yeah. Um, but they're like, hey, well, here's here's one thing that you can't fly. What? This other helicopter. This different. <laughs> this helicopter. different helicopter. And uh, <laughs> they're, they're toying with you, like, what if he doesn't pass the test yeah. to freaking be the pilot? And they're like, who the fuck else is gonna do it then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're already telling me this guy's the best at it. Because there were a total of two pilots. <laughs> like, yeah. and the other guy didn't even get named. I don't think he was just there occasionally. Yeah, and but, then and then the whole time there, the reason that Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, is you know heading the instruction of this whole thing is because he's some like master pilot himself he's obi-wan um, kenobi he's obi-wan kenobi <laughs> uh but he's a little bit set in his ways he's too valuable uh to to send out on the battlefield yeah um, they gotta use him to train more people exactly so. um because and you know that's how uh piloting works you kind of just copy and paste the skill and, you know, if he tells it to somebody, they automatically become the best. Yeah. They're um, like, hey, I know you could kill this person literally alone, but instead I need you to train a lot of other people that aren't anywhere near as good as you are at this job <laughs> exactly. uh, to go out and die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the movie is, uh, it goes back and forth um, between, and I'm sorry to derail your uh, no, your, no. your plot summary here, but... Um, it kind of just bounces back and forth between Nicolas Cage, uh, you know, not taking no for an answer from this woman. Um, and then. Oh, yeah, I was going to get to that next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then him training and, you know, his arrogance is is failing him. Um, it wasn't his arrogance. It was his eye. It was his eye. It was. His <laughs> it was his right eye dominance, which I can probably imagine anyone who's watching this has probably really literally never heard of that because it's. Probably not an issue for literally anyone. Yeah. But if you do have a problem with it, just put some panties on your head. Panties? And drive. Like a snorkel? Yeah. Yeah. And drive a Humvee. Mm -hmm. It'll all work out in the end. That's what my tax dollars are paying for. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, So Tommy Lee Jones takes Cage up for a test flight and it's like military tech porn <laughs> yeah. he's like this baby is equipped with this many cannons and it can do a nose turn in this much time and they're just they're talking about how great an apache helicopter is and i i just for one i don't think you can legally buy an apache helicopter unless you are the u.s military so that's i bullshit. believe it's because of the liberals. second amendment <laughs> they're trying to take our helicopter literally my right yeah. Well, unfortunately, because of those liberals, like we can't do that. And uh, so I, I think they got these on loan from the U.S. military and the U.S. military. I have a feeling wanted them to do a little bit of propaganda about how great their tech is and how they can destroy third world oh, yeah. nations from the sky. <laughs> I th- do you know what would stop cartel driven attack helicopters? If you just give more good guys an attack helicopter. Yeah, the only thing yes. that can stop a bad guy with an attack helicopter is, is a, a good, good guy, guy with, with an attack, attack helicopter, helicopter or a ground-to-air <laughs> missile. <laughs> uh, and, and why what? Why? Okay, we'll get to that. But why wasn't that the fucking answer the whole time? Anyways, continue. Yeah, I mean, this definitely was a giant advertisement. Uh, it, it, it felt like uh, I don't know if they do this anymore, but every time I would go to the movie theater at a certain point in time, there would always be a giant air force uh commercial like 10 minutes of just like people 
spelunking out of helicopter, whatever the fuck the or Air the, Force the one commercial of like army guys just running across a fucking desert, right? Miserable and probably about to die, and then it's like join the army, they need your help or some stupid shit. Right. Army and proud. This this movie uh felt like pretty much just that, mm-hmm. um, with a little bit of like, hey, uh, you know, uh, if you if you friggin' fly our helicopters, you can harass whoever you want. Yeah. Yeah, which brings us to, uh, after landing, Cage meets a lady pilot named Billy Guthrie, who I gather from dialogue they dated at some point before or something. Yeah, it, I didn't really... What, uh, what, what gave that away? Uh, the, the fact that he said, like, something about a fiancé, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Yeah, they apparently had attempted dating before and uh, didn't work out, and so he's like, hey, what if I just keep fucking uh, poking you until you... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that somewhere like in their beginning dialogue, she says, like, I'm not interested anymore. We're done. And he just keeps walking towards her or something saying, oh, come on, baby. You know, you still want like some crazy shit. Yeah. And then every time, every he subsequent says, you know, time, you can't resist me. Yeah, you know, you can't to. resist me. Every uh, subsequent time he sees her, he's like, how about that drink tonight? <laughs> She's like, Jesus Christ, do I have to get a taser? And he's like, hey, it won't stop me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, the only way to stop me is to kill me, baby. Honestly, that's the vibe I was getting because he, he because was just even my superiors see this and they don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was doing this in front of everybody and nobody cared at all. No one gave a shit. They, he's literally stalking her. Yeah. And nobody cared. It was uh it was very creepy. He yeah. won't even let her drive the car. Like yeah. there's like three scenes where he's like f- like joke fighting with like her over the keys and shit, and then he's like getting all like super close to her, and she's like, "You're being so forceful," and he's like, "You want to see forceful? Hold your arms out, close your eyes." Then he like just goes in and makes out with her, and suddenly she's then yeah, just then she's really okay it. with it. Yeah, yeah she's she fine anymore. That's what she was waiting. That's for. what she. Oh yeah, yeah. She uh, was waiting for she was him wearing. to begin assaulting her and yeah. not just harassing her because yeah. that's when she knows it's real. Yep. The line they cut out of the movie is uh, Nicolas Cage saying, "You want to see forceful?" Have you met my entire personality? <laughs> I, um, I, I felt myself being like not uncomfortable, but also like kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was it, not as uncomfortable as I was during Zandali, but this didn't have an actual rape in it. That's <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Uh, um, but it, it had the motive. I kind of <laughs> felt like there was actual rape in it. Yeah, it in this movie. It well, felt like it was leading up to it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then I mean, when it changed to, like, the, their, their like, quote-unquote sex scene of them being on the bed with, like, the red candles and, like, the super nice oh, yeah. music after he just spent 20 minutes getting, like, shit on because he's creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they, they, uh, then he forcibly kisses her and she's really into it and they, they have sex for... I don't know how long, and, you know, they're back together again. Yeah, because the, the moral of the story is, keep trying, she'll say yes. She'll say yes. Or, she'll you know what? She didn't say yes. She didn't say no, though. That's, mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I'm that is true. Exactly. <laughs> what have we learned? Uh, Just do it. Uh, yeah, informed consent did not exist uh, in the 90s. Is all. It was a different time. <laughs> But yeah, uh, this movie is mostly scenes of him sexually harassing a woman until she finally starts dating him, interspersed with scenes of Tommy Lee Jones being like, I want to fly attack helicopters. And they're like, you're too old. You just teach people to fly attack helicopters. You don't get to go into combat. 
And then him being like, it's like <laughs> and then and Nicholas then, Cage is my only hope, but he's got a ego on him. And then scenes of him training Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Cage being like, Booyah, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Every time he shoots something in his fucking fake video game, yeah. I am the greatest. Not an exaggeration. He literally began yelling, I am the greatest at least 15 times. Yeah. In a flight simulation, uh, just screaming, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Uh, time after time, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones being like, He I'm reminds gonna, me of me when I was young. I'm not gonna tell him, but he is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to like Tommy Lee Jones in bed with his wife at home, and he's like, He can't sleep in the middle yeah. of the night because, like, there's this kid, <laughs> there's this kid, and he's uh, he's our only hope, but you know what? He uh, we, we he needs help, he needs my help. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's a cocky son of a bitch, it's, it's derailing his entire life, yeah. But, um, so yeah, that really is the bulk of the movie until we get to the end is just scenes of that. Um, one thing, oh, uh, that I do want to mention, Cage's big struggle in this as a pilot is that we come to find out that he has a dominant eye problem and that he's right-handed, but his left eye is more dominant than his right eye, which I do remember being, what was it, 12 years old and having taken a hunter safety course because I live in Wisconsin and that's just what goes on. You have to or they'll shoot you. Yeah. Uh, I do remember them talking about dominant eye uh, things. Most people don't have that. I do believe that Cage would have learned about this issue well before he yep. got this far you're, into piloting. You're telling me that he's never, like, it wasn't a problem when he was, I don't know, like shooting a gun when he yeah. was in the military. Like, literally the thing you do in the first two days yeah. of, of being in the military. Mm -hmm. You're telling me he didn't know that when he was literally training to be the best helicopter pilot of multiple helicopters in history. He, and when they said, oh, you're right, I dominate. He was like, what? Yeah, he's like, I've what? never heard of this. I've never heard of this. And <laughs> also, the, the first time he experiences the issue, uh, before you realize that there's this right eye dominance problem he's in his helicopter and he puts Just down the, he puts down the little whatever whatever that thing is uh over his eye the, oh yeah the data chip thing yeah there's there's some thingy that he puts over his eye uh and he the starts HUD. like freaking out he's like he's blinking all over the place like yeah. he can't see anything he's completely blinded by this like he's not like just closing his eye going like well, what the fuck what the fuck's wrong with my eye he's sweating he's <laughs> shaking he's yeah like hyperventilating it's like he has a piece of glass in his eye or something and yeah. he's freaking the fuck out i yeah. also love how she proved that he was right eye dominant when she was like stand over there now I'm going to pretend to shoot me and like he holds oh his hand up and closes one eye and she just moves to the side a little bit. And she's like, see, that's it right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? She was banking Are on the way she uh, uh, approaches the subject. She's like, you ever play cops and robbers as a kid or whatever? <laughs> and she somehow knows that he is going to figure out that that means squeeze one squeeze eye and one make eye. a finger gun. Yeah. And <laughs> that's oh, how she determines you. that. He's mm -hmm. closing the eye that he needs to use to yeah. freaking fly. Because he didn't learn that in the years he's been shooting multiple guns. <laughs> nope. Never. Hey, kudos or multiple on, attack helicopters. Honestly, kudos on her for that uh, working. It was pretty clever. Um, uh, I, I do think us shitting on him is, is ableist, though. Oh, yeah. We gotta, well, yeah, I don't want if anybody out there is right eye dominant. Uh, right eye dominant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I just want to say, hey, at least you're not deaf. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, uh, 
If so, you're left eye dominant, the less the devil, you might as well just kill yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so they deaf people shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry. They uh they solve his eye dominance problem by training him to use the correct eye by fucking genius. Yeah, they wrap panties around one of his eyes and put a periscope on the other eye and have him drive a jeep around until he just he can do it. And what <laughs> if he what almost hits? Dozens, dozens of cars. Oh, dozens! Well, and and the general, he's driving on the wrong side of the road next to like the general on the base. And, and Tommy Lee Jones just uh, gives him an awkward salute, and uh, Pantyhead keeps driving. And the other guys are like, "Isn't it a nice day for a drive?" And they just drive. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I freaking get my eye smells like coochie." What's fun? so like in in the scene? They show like the panties are across his face, and he has this weird fucking like snorkel or tube tied to his eye. That he's like looking up yeah, to they, see. They must have had like mirrors in it or something. But they also showed that when they did a close up of Nicolas Cage's face, that the panty was covering the eye. Yeah. That that was, was it was yeah, literally it was, over. The whole time they were doing that, I was trying to figure out how this uh, apparatus was uh, was working, and it didn't make any sense. To me. <laughs> it didn't. They're like, "Hey, do you want to know how to be better at flying this attack helicopter?" Put pantyhose <laughs> over your eye and just go take this Humvee out yep. onto actual streets to hit people. Um, and if you kill anybody, just say, hey, sorry, I'm right eye dominant. Uh, yeah, like, we're oh, trying shit. to break it. Damn It'll it. Okay. And yeah, th those are all the major scenes until the climax. Except one thing I want to mention is they are in a bar listening to the news. And the way Nicolas Cage realizes the gravity of this drug war is there's a news report that says officers say that despite 24 arrests last week and a huge drug bust that captured over $20,000 of cocaine, they are overwhelmed by a huge problem that seems to have no end. And I'm kind of like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe stop the drug war. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. They were like, there was a scene where I think they were sitting down and someone said to Nicolas Cage, they were like, this is a national emergency of the greatest importance. And like, are you sure it is? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like are, are you positive yeah. that right. this is a national emergency? Twenty thousand dollars worth of cocaine in twenty people. Yeah. And Honestly, one that doesn't guy, seem like that much cocaine, right? I mean, yeah. it was nineteen ninety. That wasn't like that's everything true. like ten cents back then. Yeah, I think yeah, so. That's true. Pretty you you just like go out and like buy a woman for like ten cents in the nineties. Yeah. And he refused to do that. He, he just he gave her no money. No, absolutely no cash exchange. No. <laughs> Bullshit. But yeah, it, um, I don't know. I, th I think at this time, people were hungry for another war because it'd been like a good, like, 12 years since the last one. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so they'll, they'll kill drug dealers, whatever. But Yeah, um, basically, and uh, for anyone, I don't think we read uh, verbatim the George H.W. Bush quote from the beginning of the movie, but um, the quote itself is... Um, yeah, if there's not a war uh, by then, eleven years from now, my kid will take one. care of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, so finally they go on their mission to aerate the drug cartel. They're flying to South America. Cage finds out that Billy's going, and he gets super mad at her, and he's like, "Why can't you accept that? I just don't want you to get hurt." Ah! She was like, "Oh, you can talk to me on the ride there." He's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> and he's like, "She's like, oh, I'm going with." And he's like, "In war?" She says. I can't even have this conversation with you. And then he starts screaming, why can't you understand? Like, yeah, he, um, she, she basically tries to pull the friggin' sexism card when he simply just doesn't believe that women should be fighting a man's battle. Come on. Yeah. Um, but, oh, like, no, but he just wants her to be safe. 
Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, and he wants her to just gen- genetically and biologically, they're weaker. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say. Exactly, and like the seatbelt fits weird around their boobies. Their boobies, yeah. yeah. So I don't understand. It's literally just math. Like, I don't know when if they have to eject rapidly, like the boobs are going to slap them it in the weighs, face or it'll right. weigh them down. They won't go as far. The machine won't work. Yeah. And, and don't even get me started. If it's that weak, that's what I'm saying, you know? Um, but he, and if anything, it, it could come off like he's being sexist, but if anything, he's being the opposite of sexist because it's not that he doesn't want a woman fighting a man's battle. It's just that he, uh, wants to kiss her so hard, um, that she should be a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, uh, once they get to South America, Cage and Tommy Lee Jones have a little heart to heart. And he was like, you're, you're a great teacher. And he's like, you're a great student. And then bam, air raid. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. We, uh, I also don't think we talked about the scene where Nicholas Cage followed him to the grocery store. Oh yeah. And then badgered him into helping him. Badgered him. He's like, Hey, I suck at my job. Can you help me? And he's like, no, just, just. Be better. Just learn. What the hey, fuck? Uh, you're a grown adult, and he's like, "You're a shitty person." And the guy, Nicholas, then uh, Tommy Lee Jones is like, "Oh, feed my kid while we're talking," and he does. And then, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, and then Tommy Lee Jones grabs children. like six or seven like full cans of I don't know spaghettios, and he leaves. And then I don't know. He's like, "Yeah, I'm freaking. I can't help you right now. I'm about to buy spaghettios." <laughs> yeah. No. So like, Tommy Lee Jones and everyone else sees this guy screaming in his cockpit sexually assaulting a woman multiple times literally beating up some other guy randomly who is just dancing with her in a club and then following his like his commander to the grocery store to yell at him while wearing sunglasses yeah and they're like he's the best pilot we got (laughs) he's our only hope there's a lot of things that i'm willing to um push under the rug um, as long as he kills whoever is freaking getting these kids all the, baked on coke. I'm saying, dude. <laughs> dude, how many, how much of that cocaine do you think is going in Halloween treats that year? Honestly, probably most probably of it. Probably all of it. It's one of the major dangers. Yeah. They only um, caught $20,000 of it, so however much else they made, that's how much is going into it. Yeah. If it's not needles, it's drugs in the, the Halloween candy these I days. I really think it's bullshit, because I think my favorite part of Halloween was getting the razor blades. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I like to cut myself with them. Yeah. And, yeah. and the U.S. military is like, we got a national emergency. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I would have freaking gotten some drug candy, I would have found myself years earlier. Yeah. I, I think what they don't think about is like you need the, the candy with the razor blades in it to cut, to chop up the candy with the cocaine in it. Oh, so you can, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. And if you get rid of one, like, what's the fucking point? You gotta buy them separately. It's really fucking good. (laughs) It's just a conspiracy because I think, uh, I feel like the the parents just want all the drugs for themselves and they don't want their kids to get all having fun. Mm -hmm. No, only white politicians can have cocaine. Mexicans can't. That's the moral of the story. That's true. That's true. (laughs) As long as they don't have it, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hold it for you in my nose. Okay. In my nose. Yeah, I, I did forget to mention that Cage not only stalks his female co-workers, he also stalks his superiors. <laughs> and but uh, yeah, he's he's got problems. But they had a uh, a, a heart to heart. I was impressed. And uh, they get air raided. 
by evil helicopter man. <laughs> yes. But they only show them, like, the, the evil helicopter man that's shooting, like, mortars. You know, this crazy good helicopter man literally had a full hour to target them. Mm-hmm. And he hits one <laughs> one person. Yep. And attacks none of the helicopters none beforehand. None of them were ready. A helicopter can can be like stationary yep. too. So he could have just stood there and just shot Literally everyone. Literally killed every <laughs> yeah, single one. He could have he could have taken down all their helicopters because he was literally in the vicinity and instead he was uh you know firing warning shots or something. Yeah, apparently he takes out one of their three helicopters or one of their three Apache helicopters yeah. on the ground. So that one gets taken out. Um and uh, so they all hop in their helicopters and get going after them. For some reason, the drug cartel has multiple jets, fighter jets. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where they that got they those. never talked about before. <laughs> they never Not only about they're like, hey, this one helicopter pilot's a god. He's super good. And they didn't talk at all about the three very good airplanes. Yep. Like yeah, airplanes which I think, honestly, would fuck up some helicopters, yeah. considering they move at, you know, like three times the speed of sound. <laughs> like, you know what $20,000 in a cocaine will buy you? A friggin' bomber a jet. jet. <laughs> so, so we just had more good guys with the bomber jet. That's true. I literally think none of this would have happened. Yeah. Honestly, and they were hard to take down. They're fast. Uh, you know, helicopters, effective, but cumbersome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they, they get up there, and um, in, in the middle of the battle... Evil helicopter man shoots down Tommy Lee Jones's helicopter and it crashes and his co-pilot dies. So Billy, who rides the scout helicopter, she just points out targets and stuff. She lands and helps out Jones and uh, one of the jets is attacking them while it happens. So like he instructs her how to take one of the missiles off the side of the helicopter, put it onto a handle they have there and shoot the jet down from there. And they do it. And. If it was that easy, I don't know why they didn't do it I was on like, base or something. Is that the only one you have? Yeah, that's like, the only one of those. You know, the thing that very easily yeah. just took down a bomber jet. You're saying that when you guys were all sitting there prepping or getting ready, you're telling me no one had one of those. No one. Tommy just, Lee Jones like just had it in his back pocket. Yeah. Like, hey, these these guys don't even know that we could end this right now. But he's like, you know what? I'm I'm bored. I fucking. I, yeah, I want to fly this helicopter. I did all this training. I want to do war stuff. <laughs> and then he did. I'm not going to lie, though. That scene was kind of it was intense because yeah. uh, she's like kind of fumbling to try to get the 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 rocket launcher put together. She doesn't know what to do. And so the man instructs her on how to do it because he's a big man, has big penis. Yeah, how to big do pee-pee. It. And uh, then she shoots down the plane and he's like, hey, you know, you did a great job with the man's help. And so that <laughs> that, uh, that was the end of that. So that uh, movie really does show she does nothing on her own. Yeah. Um, well, she dances with whoever oh, she right, wants. That's right. So exactly. Um, so meanwhile, why Nicholas Cage wants her personally? Yeah, Cage fights evil helicopter man and kills him. Like, I mean, they, they do some aerial maneuvers and eventually uh, he like flies under the other side of a mountain and then comes to a stop. And then the other guy flies over the mountain and he's like, ha ha, you messed up now, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. master, master helicopter pilot that's <laughs> killed countless people that they needed to trade a whole division for. And you're telling me all you need to do 
is just go lower and stop and the other helicopter <laughs> the the expert just like Whoa! <laughs> like flies overhead and he says oh no i totally didn't see him just drop he, yeah he literally just stopped. stopped short and the guy was like oh no i'm a very good pilot but not this good <laughs> and he flies right over him yeah and that's the end of it. Yeah. You know, this the scene they show three times of him going upside down and doing multiple flips and tricks. You're telling me when he sees the helicopter in front of him drop, he just keeps going straight like, <gasps> yeah. what do I do now? Are you fucking kidding? He flips I can handle straight down? Straight down? That's weird. That's yeah, I can't do that. I can't. Yeah. So then Tommy Lee Jones is medevaced. Uh, and Cage and Billy ride off in the sunset on a helicopter as Phil Collins plays. As he oh, yeah. insists to that drive. He, yeah, he insists that he drives so the helicopter. So in the car, he's like, no, babe, I'll drive. And she's like, no, like, this is my fucking car. Like, get your <laughs> own fucking car. And so she takes the keys from him forcefully. And he says, no, babe, let me drive. And he chases her. So at the end of the movie, when she's like, hey, let me just literally drive my helicopter you know, back. <laughs> she's, he's like, no, babe, only I drive. Yeah, I fly helicopter. I killed evil helicopter I man. I killed Who did evil you helicopter kill? man. You killed the jet. You didn't kill evil helicopter man. You didn't do shit. You killed the jet from the ground. From, yeah. So if you want, you can stay down here. <laughs> so, also, you're telling me being in the military, she's never seen that thing before? Nope. <laughs> I mean, it's a tube with a... Thing you got to stick on it, and she he, he was like, "Hey, utterly confused by take it. this square, put this tube on it. Hey, look through it. Hey, just press this little button, and then I don't know, point and shoot." Also, know? he described it as that thing that looks like a cigar box. Look nothing like a cigar nope. box. <laughs> but no, no, no. That's that's how you need to explain things to a woman. Yeah, I mean, she knows shapes. Yeah, yeah, she knows shapes. She doesn't know what you know, like the weapon is. You know, being the military, she's never seen any of those before. No. But he says, "Hey, the thing that looks was he like a? Oh, didn't he say coffee can?" Oh yeah, oh, a yeah, coffee, coffee can, can and, and a cigar, cigar box. box, and you got to put the coffee can into the cigar box. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I make coffee for my man's every morning." Like she, see that she got. Yeah, he he should have just said, uh, "Put the broom in the mop bucket." Or the, I'm, I don't know. She could have shot down two more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, so the, that was the whole movie. Uh, overall thoughts, everybody. Yeah, I mean, overall. It hasn't aged well at all. Um, <laughs> it's it's de yeah definitely an artifact of the time, and it's it's just your typical late eighties, early nineties action movie. Mm -hmm. um, I, I mean, will say it does have some kind of cool shots of helicopters flying around, and it looks like they actually filmed real helicopters flying around yeah. and shit. So I, I mean, mean that was that was pretty well done. It was but. so bad that I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching it. It's it's one of those things where like I I really like watching shitty old action movies and. You know, all of them pretty much exclusively have these these terrible themes in them that just uh, because action movies are just so like hyper masculine, like Republican -y bullshit. And so I'm, I'm willing to put that aside to just watch the movie. But when it comes down to it, that's not really not not really what I'm uh, looking for. In a movie. Uh, and, but whatever, it was fun. whatever you need me to summarize this shit. I got you. Just letting you know. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. So, hey, Dave. Based off what you heard there, what do you, what do you think? Uh, what do you think this movie was about? Can you give us the plot back? Men are better. <laughs> Next movie. Got it. Allow me to address my notes. Oh, he's got George notes. George H. W. Bush yeah, and a baby too. equipped with cannons in an ad for helicopters and propaganda. Nick Cage is in a relationship with the drug cartel and gets tased. Very <laughs> creepy. 
George H.W. Bush assaults his girlfriend. <laughs> Uncomfortable. Zandali is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it, she says. Grabs baby on cannon and kisses Nick Cage. He is a helicopter. <laughs> he is a helicopter. He is George a helicopter. Bush is the greatest. Tommy Lee plays a drum solo. He's the greatest. Lots of dominant eyes. Baby is a beta chip male. Zandali finds the eye by moving some. And uses panties and a jeep. Gets a salute from Tommy Lee. Girls, girls, girls plays. He has an enormous erection. News says drugs are a baby with cannons. Hungry for war. Cage rages at Zandali. Sexist seatbelt ejects her boobs. <laughs> Baby Cannon kisses South America. Air raid on grocery store. <laughs> Tommy Lee feeds Baby SpaghettiOs. Cocaine candy raisins. Conspiracy against babies, Mexicans. Cage stalks George H.W. Bush in cumbersome bomber jet. Tommy Lee attacked by the Jetsons. <laughs> Intense war stuff, Zandali shoots a plane. <laughs> Dances with whoever. Cage kills baby with cannons. Phil Collins plays drum solo. Drives Zandali's car. <laughs> into a coffee can slash cigar box. <laughs> Alright. Wow. I mean, you say you don't pay attention, but that was pretty much right on the money, I would say. Yeah. The air raid on the grocery store is actually my favorite part of this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I wish it would have happened sooner in the movie. <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah, see, I, I'm just trying to pay attention more because I know that was part of the non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we... we, we Which uh, you just disclosed, so you're... That... that well, does that make him fireball again? I, I he's think always it fireable. does, but... He's, he's you mean fire bird. Ah. <laughs> make some fire bird yeah, uh, one of the stipulations of Dave coming back was that uh, we told him he had to pay attention, and so that was just a quick test to see how much she actually picked up, and I he did a pretty good job. He missed one of the drum solos. He got two of the drum solos that <laughs> yeah. were in the movie. Uh, there were three, but uh, not too bad. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think with that going on, uh, Brandon, did you share your thoughts also? Oh, yeah, that's a great fucking movie. That was a I felt American. I felt uh, American. I immediately checked to see which eye of mine was dominant. Um, I do think uh, that the movie would have been better if there was an Apache attack helicopter, but it was Nicolas Cage, like they've just said. Oh, yeah. Um, like yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine or like the his, modern Skyrim yeah, where like, they're Randy it. Macho Man Savage. Yeah. Yeah, like that. But his face is on the attack helicopter. Honestly, that would have been pretty rad. And maybe for the remake. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I liked it. It was so bad, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, it was super rapey, which yeah. made me really uncomfortable at times. That kind of took away from the rest of the movie that I was actually... I stopped playing World of Warcraft to actually watch this uh, watch this movie because I was super intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the part where I took the note uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so I think with that, we're going to take a short little break, and then we'll be back to you with... Um, Seeking justice. Yeah, seeking justice. SJW Batman Warriors. <laughs> yeah, SJW Warriors. Uh, it's about Antifa. So yep. <laughs> we'll see. He takes down Antifa in this one, and they're the cartel.
everybody. Welcome back. Hello, mate. Yeah, we're here now to talk about Seeking Justice, a movie that you've probably never heard of. <laughs> I know yeah, I hadn't. It's uh, the 2011 one. one. Yeah, it came out in 2011, 21 years after the previous movie. Yeah, uh, and 10 years after 9-11. Well, that's not we... what I was going to say, but, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, this movie... Uh, again, I couldn't really find an MPAA rating, I think. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why these two movies I was unable to find a rating for. I'm going to look at this one, though, and I'm going to guess... I'd put this at R. Yeah, I'd put this at R, based on the level of gory violence that occurs. And uh, suggestive themes. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Roger Donaldson, and, um, you know, he, you know... Great guy. He's probably won an Academy Award, right? He had to have. Yeah, I mean, with a name like the son of (laughs) Donald. You know? (laughs) Okay, he's from New Zealand, and uh, his films include the acclaimed 1981 relationship drama Smash Palace, which sounds more like a reality show about porn stars. (laughs) (laughs) Smash Palace, that's what I call my freaking bedroom, brother. That's where all the magic happens. Hold on, they call this a relationship drama, but the photo is of an old balding man holding a shotgun and a little girl. So, (laughs) Well, that's what... I'm so interested. That's what makes me squirt. Uh, What is it called? Smash Palace. (laughs) He also directed No Way Out, 13 Days. Oh, 13 Days. Is that the one that's... It's the one, it's the... Never mind, that is not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of a movie with Antonio Banderas that's based off of Eaters of the Dead by Michael Crichton. 13th Warrior, was that? I don't know. 13th Warrior, 13 Days. Is that the one based off like... of Beowulf? Yeah. Bullseye? Like one yeah. one uh, warrior per day. Yeah. Oh, hold on. He made Dante's Peak also, which I believe... No, never mind. This is not the Volcano movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> this he made a lot of movies promise. that sound uh, like movies that you've seen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's him. It was also produced by, sorry, I'm sorry. He directed Species, which I think is that movie that is not alien, but wanted to be alien. I don't really remember. Hold on. If Species is the movie I'm thinking of, is that the one where there's like an alien life form that comes to earth? that's like parasitic and like, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With, uh, Natasha Henstridge and Michael Madsen, Ben Kingsley, Alfred Mm -hmm. Molina. Forrest Whitaker, and other people uh, that were all in this movie that we're not talking about. (laughs) Well, uh, this was produced by Ram Bergman Productions and Material Pictures, which, you know, produced such hits as Ram Bergman. (laughs) Uh, I'm not looking that one up. They produced him. I'm not looking that up either, and I don't care. I thought you were going to say Rambo. I was like, fuck yeah. Rambo, (laughs) the last blood. Runtime of 105 minutes, budget of $30 million, and a box office gross of $12.3 million. So, <laughs> damn. We haven't seen one that's been in the black in quite a while at it's, this point. It's been a minute. Um, Which uh, is, I mean, this, this has a, a I don't want to say stacked cast, but there's, like, a lot of people from, like, other things and like you're like oh that guy yeah every time somebody came oh, on look, the screen it's dexter's like, sister oh uh, yeah dexter's who was yeah. not important to this at all and i feel like they cut out all her yeah she had dialogue. two scenes where they tried to make her important and it's like you're like i don't i don't know who that is yeah it was basically one scene they showed her and the other scene she spoke once and you were like oh that that's all we're gonna get um, yeah. 
had uh, it has January Jones in it. She's on that uh, that 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 friggin' is it Last Man on Earth? The Will Forte show where he's the I haven't watched Last that. Man on Earth. It's not bad. Isn't Kristen Shaw the one in that? She is also in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and of course, freaking Harold Perrineau, Michael from Lost, and mm. he didn't even scream Walt in the movie. It's like, <laughs> come on, dude. These Shit two- show. Well, that's not well. We that we could get into that, but we won't. Um, oh, and shit show. Who else but T Dog from The Walking Dead? Oh yeah, T Dog. Shit show. I didn't remember. That, that. is a shit show. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, I haven't kept up with The Walking Dead since like season five. I haven't either. Well, I, maybe season six. But mm. you know T Dog, man. Do He's. I? The black guy. Oh, yeah. I was like, I gotta look up T Dog, and you're like, the black guy's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I know that one. Um, so on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, this got a 27 percent on the tomato meter and a 39 percent audience score. So about two out of every five audience members likes this. About one in four critics likes this. That was a lot. It was a lot. It got a lot better of a score than for Firebirds, but I liked it way less. Yeah, that's racist. Hold on here. Sorry. You're giving away your vote early. Oh, sorry. You can't do that. Can't oh, do that. Sorry, I take it back. <laughs> we'll, cut gonna, that. we'll cut that for suspense. We'll cut that. Uh, Brandon's banished from this. He's <laughs> oh, going to have sorry. to join Zach with the people that uh, I'll never speak to again. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, was it Ghost Rider wins, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Ghost Rider, the spirit of vengeance wins. Oh, okay, Spoiler cool. for next week's <laughs> episode. <laughs> cool. That we haven't recorded. Um, so uh, getting into a plot summary here. Oh, uh, it starts out <laughs> with a a camera recording an interview and it says, what does the hungry rabbit jumps mean? And then it cuts to a guy getting driven off the roof of a parking structure for some reason. By none other than T-Dog. <laughs> and then it cuts to a really pretty girl making like music and then her getting beaten and raped. So that was yep. it. Yep. She's uh, she she's a cellist. It's Cage's wife. They're married. And uh, yeah, she's playing a cello and recording. And then she leaves the recording and bam, attacked and raped. And uh, they don't show it. They show her getting attacked. Yeah, they don't. They do not show the rape. But yeah, that happens while Cage is playing chess with a co-worker of his named Jimmy, who will become relevant later. But they set up Jimmy quite a few times. It's like, Jimmy, we're good friends, Jimmy. We're good friends. You were. uh, (laughs) Where's your son, Walt? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so Cage goes to visit her in the hospital, talks to her, uh, while she's laying there beaten, she's real sad, she's real beaten up, bruised, Yeah, she's, she's a, been raped. I'm bummed out about it. Sad. Mm-hmm. She's getting action over here. It's like, it's over, why are you sad? <laughs> then, uh, some dude in the lobby comes up and he says, hey, we can take care of the rapist for you. We're just a few citizens who are seeking justice. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Title drop. So Cage initially refuses, and then he accepts, and the way you accept is he... I, everything about this is all convoluted codes. Like, he has to go to a vending a, machine and buy two of a specific candy bar, and then he agrees. And the security and, guard's like, won't you get something healthy? And, like, Nicholas Cage just, like, looks at him. He's, yeah. yeah, it's like a dramatic moment, yeah. and I didn't there, understand. There's absolutely no reason to even look suspicious, but you just happen to keep looking over your shoulder every three seconds at the cop who's waiting to use the vending machine. Just buy the fucking candy bar. <laughs> Yeah. nobody th- there's i i can tell you one thing i've never seen somebody buying a candy bar and thought the fuck he's enacting a crime yeah. of some kind <laughs> so maybe just chill 
But uh, next we see the rapist getting murdered by some dude, and the dude who's killing him says, like, some scumbag, like, you murdered my wife three months ago. And bam, and he calls a funeral home, and he says, the hungry rabbit jumps. Yeah, and I, but also this guy, the guy who murders the rapist, um, seems like uh, he's... He doesn't seem like a seasoned killer or anything. He definitely... He's, like, shaking and scared yeah, and sweaty. He's, he's like, oh, I don't want to get blood on my rubber gloves. <laughs> and, yeah, he just doesn't... He doesn't uh, seem like a guy who's... Killing's not a scene. He's yeah. not, uh... He's not, like, Cage, where he goes, I'm the greatest! Yeah, which, <laughs> I mean... Up. Honestly, I would have been... If somebody burst into your house and was going to kill you, would you rather have them Would you have be, a shitty killer? Would you want them to be, like, weak? Friggin' beta? Male dude, manlet. Do you I don't want no beta cock? Do you want to freaking get killed? Do you want to by, by a snowflake libtard? Oh, I don't. Beast, I don't. dude. I want to get killed by a Chad. <laughs> I want to get killed by a Chad, and I want him to say I'm the greatest before he puts the bullet between my eyes. Absolutely. So let's continue. <laughs> so then, uh, Cage gets thrown a packet into his lap and says, "Like you got to fill out these insurance forms." And he opens it up, and it's just his wife's rapist dead, like a photo a of him shot bleeding. With, with is it her necklace? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's also got her necklace that was stolen during the 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 rape. Um, and of course, I don't I don't really know how hitmen work, but I don't need a picture of the guys like. Blasted out. Yeah, that's skull. just that just kind of links it back to me. Right. I'll, if you tell me you did it, I'll believe you because yeah. I don't even know who it is. Yeah, never met him. The police didn't even know who he was. This could be just some guy that you shot. And he's took a, a picture he, of. He's like, can I can I keep these? Can I keep these? <laughs> if someone rapes my wife, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna jerk off to those pictures of him being dead. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah, fair. See, it could, because you're seeking justice. <laughs> I mean, I'll jerk off the pictures dun, dun. of him alive too. But well, yeah, I guess I'll take what I can get. I'll pretty much jerk off to anything. Yeah. It's the, the moral. Yeah, I'm story. jerking off right now. Yeah, he is. He, he's dirty. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, so then we cut to him and his wife at home. It's like a month or two later or something. I don't know. It had to be enough time for the bruises. Like her on bruises her face. Yeah, she was really smashed up. Yeah. And uh, his wife is now very safety conscious. She wants like bars on the window. She wants an extra lock on the door. And uh, she starts training with a gun. So she's traumatized. Once Even though again. Good guy with a gun. Good mm -hmm. girl with a gun. <laughs> uh, Don't but, say that. Good guy with a gun. Well, Nicolas Cage doesn't want her to buy a gun. He, mm -hmm. he tells her explicitly not to. But she says, how else can I shoot you? <laughs> uh, she says, how else can you stop a bad guy with a gun? <laughs> a good guy with a gun. And guess how many arguments he, he had against that? He says an Apache attack helicopter. <laughs> she says... How do you stop a bad guy with a gun, a good guy with a gun? His rebuttal, absolutely nothing. What do you say to that? Sounds like fact to me. Bulletproof. No yeah. pun intended. Nope. So uh, then he gets contacted by that guy who contacted him in the lobby. And I don't know when he finds out his name is Simon, but we find out later Neither. his name's Simon. I'm just going to say his yeah, name's Simon. At some Simon point, now. they just start calling him Simon. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know when that was established. <clears throat> and. Uh, he uh, he tells Cage to mail a letter tomorrow, and then he does it, and he also says, like, now you gotta follow this woman and her kid in the zoo, and uh, call a number if you see this man approaching them. He doesn't see the man approaching them, so... Oh, yeah, because, so, uh, I I don't think we touched on this, but when he approaches Nicolas Cage initially, he's like, hey, we can, 
you can take care of this. Uh, but you got to do something for us. Uh, yeah. But it's not going to cost you anything, but we might, you know, call in a favor. And he makes it seem like it'll be something like, uh, I need you to pick up my kid from school or something. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, he gives him a sus- that, yeah, a suspicious letter to mail and then a woman and her son to follow or daughter to follow. Yep. So the uh, he never sees the guy that he's that is supposedly should be also following that woman yeah. and that child who they say is a pedophile and a sex offender and is looking to, you know, attack those kids specifically because <clears throat> that's what pedophiles do. Yeah. Uh, you ever watched to catch a predator? So then afterwards, like the guy's like, you never saw him. Okay, well, we just need you to, to uh, push this guy in front of a train real quick. No one will notice <laughs> that you pushed him. It'll look like a suicide or an accident or something. It'll be so, fine. Yeah. And then when you do that, you call this number and you say the hungry rabbit jumps. Okay. And then um, Cage is like, no, not going to kill a guy. And he's like, hey, well, you better kill that guy. And then Cage is like, no, I'm not going to kill that guy. So then... They slash his tires and they threaten his wife's life. And then he's like, okay, okay, I'll go check out the guy. Yeah, and to to give you the quick rundown, this is a man who said he is trying to clean up the scum of the city, but also will murder an innocent woman if Nicolas Cage doesn't kill a pedophile himself. He goes to kill the guy on like an overpass and he's supposed to push him off, but then Cage has a second thought and he's like, you know, I'm gonna warn the guy and tell him what's going on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him know that I'm gonna, um, gonna yeah. kill him <laughs> yeah. first. So he goes and he's like, "Hey, Mr. Marsh, can I talk to you?" And then the guy just immediately starts attacking him and fighting him, and like in throws the fight, a bike at him. Yeah, throws a bike at him, which flies off the overpass and crashes on a car below. Then in the fight, he like lunges a cage, and Cage just sidesteps it, and the and guy he goes right over, goes right over, and he dies. Mission so. accomplished. Accidentally, it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. So Cage runs away, and uh, he gets home, and his wife has found the necklace that was stolen from her in the rape. And she's just like, how the fuck did you get this? And then he's like, I can't tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm never telling you. (laughs) And then, so she gets angry and leaves. And then, not ten seconds after she walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the cops come up and arrest him. And uh, so he's taken for, the, the, for the, murder, the murder of the yeah. guy. Yeah, for the murder of that guy. Uh, and they show him that he's found on footage walking onto that bridge and also Marsh walking onto that bridge. His name's like Adrian Marsh or something or. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but but uh, the, the tape in the camera that's watching the actual bridge happens to be missing. Yeah, that one's missing. So uh, Damn, the they cop- can't prove his innocence. Mm-hmm. So the cops are like. Uh, we know you're up to something there, because like they also show that he was filmed on Marsh's phone when he was in the zoo. Yeah, in the zoo watching that woman. So Marsh was there, and Cage is just really bad just at this job. Plot twist. He's dummy. Well, he couldn't. So. He couldn't see Marsh's face because these freaking kids got their phones in their face all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you just put down your phone and live in the moment, maybe you can be spotted. Stop <laughs> filming strangers at the zoo. Yeah. And look at the animals humping each other. (laughs) So, uh, uh, after those two detectives leave, another cop is like, hold on, I'm gonna have some time with him. And he walks in, and the guy's like, hungry rabbit? And Cage is like, jumps, and he's like, cool, unhandcuffs him, and he's like, you gotta get out of here. (laughs) He's like, there's a stat. Yeah. If if you don't get out of here, they're gonna kill you. (laughs) And like, uh... 
So I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only cop I've ever uh, liked in a movie, I think. <laughs> so while Kate is on the run, he meets up with his wife and he explains to her the whole situation. And she's like, oh, she's fine and understanding totally fine with and supportive. It. Yeah, she's just like, oh, yeah, you didn't, you could just, you know, the guy said he would kill someone and you were like, okay, kill him. And then, you know, she, she was fine with it all. I don't know. And then, uh, so he tells her to go to a hotel and he finds out that Marsh, the guy he killed, was not a pedophile, but was an investigative journalist. Uh, he was investigating the rabbit jumping people. Yeah, which the, is what I will call them from now on, because the justice seekers maybe would be. They, they just call themselves League. the organization, oh, yeah. which honestly, it only seemed like they were calling themselves that because the writers of the movie had no they idea what to call these people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I want to put I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I felt this way. I felt there was no time in between him doing this job and then his job trying to kill him. Yeah, pretty much like, right away. At some point, they were like, oh, they're going to kill you. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, literally, they have no info. Why? Yeah, there was a me- an immediate flip where they told Nicolas Cage to kill this guy, and he didn't, and now he's suddenly, instantly become their new target. But mm-hmm. he did do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I did. they, I mean... They're like, you just didn't do it good enough, I think, even though he's dead. Yeah, well, they he they come up to him... And he starts running away, and they're like, wait, we have the tape. It'll prove your innocence. It'll show that you didn't kill him, that he jumped off. And then Kate keeps running, and then they're like, all right, now we're killing oh, him. Oh, now we're killing him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know when the decision was made, because it was just like, wait, it'll prove your innocence. And then when he keeps running, they just start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I, I, don't f- I feel like it was like two separate movies. Yeah. Cage then breaks into Adrian Marsh's office, the journalist. And goes through his desk to find info on uh, the organization. Or it, was, it was after he went to his funeral, though, and talked to, like, his friends. Oh, yeah. He talked shit. to his friends there, and then they all thought he was a cop. And they were like, hey, if you're going to be a cop, just show your badge and don't pretend to be his friend, you asshole. And then, yeah, like, get yeah. the heck out of here, man. And they're, he, like, they're like, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> you didn't freaking know him, man. So uh, my summary here gets a little bit shorter because I started playing Garfield Food Truck. Uh, <laughs> sponsor us, please. Like we mentioned it a lot. Uh, on this Garfield podcast. Food Truck. If you, who, I don't know who makes Garfield Food Truck, but um, if you don't fucking Karame sponsor Mayo? us, <laughs> uh, I'm 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 low on gate keys. Basically, is I just send me a couple gate keys. Yeah. So uh, he finds out that like. By going through Mr. Marsh's office, he finds out that Marsh has a, like, shed somewhere where he goes fishing, and that's where he keeps, like, his information on the organization. So he goes there and then talks to a guy at the gas station there and is like, hey, um, like, can you let me into that shed there? This guy owes me a bunch of money. And then he's like, I'll, like, make it worth your while and pushes a bunch of money. And he's like, well... I mean, I don't have a key for it, but, like, you know, you could just drive into it and break it open. (laughs) Just drive your truck right into it. So Cage breaks in there. So he drives his truck into it and breaks it it open. Yeah, drives his truck in, breaks in, gets a DVD, watches the DVD, and it's interviews about, like, this organization and uh, how the lead guy, Simon is, like, going crazy now and just killing anybody he wants to, even though the whole thing was supposed to be about, like, justice and cleaning up the scum of the city. So, uh, Cage is now, like, frightened, and he has that, and he's, like, wants to turn it over to the police in exchange for... Oh! Hold on here. Backtracking. I skipped something. On the DVD, he sees that his friend Jimmy 
is involved in this organization. Fucking plot twist. Yeah. Yeah, because... Which I called from the very beginning, honestly. It's like, why are they making a big deal of this friend if he's not going to be either involved or killed? Yeah, I think um, he got involved in the organization uh, when he was helping. uh, They they helped uh, find his son, Walt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Shit, shit. Did I miss a number? Shit, shit, Four, eight, shit, 15, shit, 16, hey, 23, 14. No, you got him. Shit, shit, show. Such a good show. Shit, show. Shit. <laughs> Brandon shit, is shit. banned. Oh, they're lost. Cool. Great, great idea. You gotta great get story. back to the island. Oh, yeah. Okay. They left and then they wanted to get you lost. You literally again. just told me the whole premise in the fucking title. They're lost. Okay. <laughs> well, why is there a freaking smoke monster? Cool. Why is there a fucking smoke monster? There? Why is there a polar bear? Tell me why there's a fucking polar bear. What's that? What's in the hatch? How do they get the hatch? What is the the hatch? Okay, sorry. (laughs) So he goes to Jimmy and confronts him. And he's like, I know you're involved in this. I saw the photos. And the guy's like, yeah, I got involved 15 years ago when I was looking for my son, Walt. (laughs) And and, uh, he goes, like, tell me Simon's real name. And he's like, he's relents and tells him Simon's real name. And uh, so he finds out i forgot what it was it's like edward i don't know his real fucking name edward cullen edward norton shit. i don't know <laughs> at this point i was like wait why is he getting chased so. <laughs> so uh he calls him and he tells simon to meet him at the superdome where he promises to trade marsh's information in exchange for the security tape that shows that cage is innocent and uh meanwhile jimmy kidnaps cage's wife Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Actually, so, the biggest twist is that they went to the Superdome and they weren't watching a football game. It was monster trucks. Monster trucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a monster truck rally. And uh, in the end, so like uh, they set up this whole deal and uh, then Simon's like, cool, now that I have this evidence, I'm just going to kill both of you because like, what? Why fuck? not? Yeah, why I not? I literally run an organization that just consists of killing people that I've told too much information My to. My favorite thing <laughs> is when Nick Cage acts like he's really shocked and surprised that that was the outcome yeah. that that guy decided. He's like, wait, what? Like, all the they do is happen. All they do is kill people. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. He's like, I know, I've, I know, I told you to kill people. We killed someone that you wanted, and now we've been trying to kill you. But I swear, if you give me this, I won't kill you or any member of your family that I've visited literally more than once. And you can see him like trying not to wink when he's saying yeah. it. <laughs> and Nick's like, oh, it shows my my innocence. And he's like, oh yeah, sure, just give it to me. But yeah, so. Uh, they're about to kill Cage, but then Jimmy has a change of heart, and he shoots the guy who's about to shoot Cage, and then Simon, whose real name I forgot, even though that was a big twist somehow, I don't know. It's like Adrian Brody or something. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he kills he kills Jimmy, then chases after Cage and Cage's wife, who got brought there in the deal, and um, uh, there's a scuffle, and Cage's wife ends up killing Simon. And uh, what did that- I tell you? <laughs> What stops a bad guy with a gun? How many times do we... I don't mean to get political. Yeah. Right. I don't mean mm-hmm. to get political. But, like, it's it's just more proof, man. It's this movie wouldn't have ended. constitutional right. This movie would still be going on right now. Right now. If she weren't strapped. My anaconda don't want none unless you got guns, hun. Holy oh. shit. Sell that to the NRA. Let's clip that out. <laughs> um, the whole point of this movie is the organization... Was trying to tread on them. Yes, and the organization was the NRA. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, so then that cop who let Cage off earlier shows up and he's like, hey, look at you, rabbit jumping, jumping hungry rabbits. Hey, yeah, so, remember the from the rabbit? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, so you see those two down there? And he's like, uh, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. And he's like, he killed Jimmy. And then I killed him. And he's like. I don't know about that. I think uh, I think I they think, shot each other. I think they died, and you were never here. Yeah, and I think you were never here. And Cage is like, okay, and they leave. And then there's like a final credit sequence where like Cage is like delivering the DVD to the news organization. Yeah, that that Marsh worked for, and he he hands it to one of the friends that he ran into at the uh, memorial. Mm-hmm. And then what happens? What happens as he's going up the escalator? With it, he says, hey, the hungry rabbit jumps, my friend. <laughs> and then there's a <gasps> moment. And oh, yeah. credits. Oh, and I may have, um, you may have picked up on this from the Superdome reference, but uh, this is yet another movie that takes oh, place yes. in New Orleans. I, I can't believe mention. I forgot to bring this up. <laughs> this is uh, the 75th movie that we've covered that takes place in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. And also, they don't say it right off the bat, but there's a lot of clues to clue you in, like Mardi Gras and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. This is a, another classic New Orleans picture from The Nicholas first Cage. time I picked it up was the police were there, and he said, N-O-P-D, and I was like, that's New Orleans. <laughs> and I, I know it is, because it's fucking, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. But, um, yeah. So, that's, that's the whole plot summary there. And uh, overall thoughts, gentlemen? I thought it was way more boring than than Firebirds, personally. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I said, I couldn't find the section of the movie where they're like, "Oh, and now we're gonna kill you, so we're gonna chase you and try and kill you." Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't catch that. So once they started doing that, I was like, I still, I rewound it like three times. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of random, but you could feel the tension building. I felt like I thought it was a, it was an okay, like thriller movie. This seems like a movie that I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm peeking, speaking too much from personal experience here, but this seems like a movie that you go to a blockbuster with your dad on visitation week yeah. because it's his custody day <laughs> and yeah. he, you see it on the the rack there and he's like hey how about this and i was like it's oh it's a thriller movie yeah let's yeah sure well, let's watch this dad and then yeah. you go and watch it and it's okay and you don't really think about it again but like you had a good time with your dad <laughs> and, that, i mean and then you don't see him again for a few weeks because yeah. that's, that's when he was in the mental hospital and it's uh, a pretty good himself and yeah i, I yeah. um i kind of liked this movie um i mean it ended up higher in my uh, Nicolas Cage ranking than I expected. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It kept me on the edge of my seat. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Maybe that's because it was inconsistent and I had no idea what was happening. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I liked it. Oh, uh, big part that we didn't mention. He was a teacher. Oh, yeah. Uh, for this movie, he was, a, you know, he was teaching students. He was, you know, in the teaching them urban kids, oh, uh, yeah. you know, who are always trying to fight, of course, because they're urban kids. Well, it's like Joe Biden says they can be as smart as the white kids. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Joe Biden says one of them was named Corn Pop. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's they're just they're just the color of evil. So it's fine. But, you know, like, of course, they're fighting each other. This wouldn't uh, have happened if Joe Biden that's what, had, had just gotten his way and there wasn't forced busing. But my favorite scene is midway through when his student just kind of, kind of like randomly like pushes him and he punches the fuck out of that little kid. Oh, he yeah. punches his student right. I forgot about that completely. Yeah. He socks a student in the face and yeah. people are pretty, pretty uncomfortable with it. But for the most part, 
it goes doesn't by seem just like fine. there's a ton of consequences. It's, yeah, his yeah. wife is just like, so you punched a student? And he's like, well, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And she's like, oh. It was kind of like one of those sitcom moments where she's like, oh. And the crowd like, la- you know, laughter in the like, background. Oh, my gosh. That's so hot. You fought a freaking <laughs> you fought a kid who's kid. so much stronger than you. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I thought it was an okay movie. It was like a middle-of-the-road thriller it's probably yeah. not something i would think about a lot again but not something i would plan to re-watch but something i didn't completely hate watching yeah so going back to punching a student as someone that went to mps uh for a little bit i have watched a teacher put hands on a child and it was like a seventh grader uh that seventh grader then pulled out a fork stabbed him and then hit him with his desk so i don't think this movie was incredibly realistic <laughs> yeah Honestly, there were no fork stabbings uh i mean yeah that that aspect of the film and maybe most of the aspects of the film, not accurate, not realistic. <laughs> um, but you know what? I watch movies to escape reality, bro. <laughs> yeah. really I watch depressed. movies to learn. <laughs> I have depression. Uh, I watch movies in the hope that they'll kill me. <laughs> but, We're getting closer. We're going to find one. But uh, yeah, so I mean, those I think we've given our thoughts here. It's um, so I, you don't want my summary. No, no, no. That's exactly what I was going to ask for. <laughs> yeah, Dave, let's hear. I don't have to give it to you if you don't want it. No, I do want your summary. Oh, That's no, actually... it's it's actually mandatory that you give us the yeah. the summary. We do want it. That was in the NDA. <laughs> <laughs> he never says it. This? He just leaves us hanging for forever. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll fight him. This movie is the volcano movie that wants to be alien. Produced by Rambo. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Starts in the black with stacked coat, stacked cast. Set on Lost Island is a shit show. <laughs> There's a black guy. Brandon is banished in the movie. <laughs> Hungry Rabbit drives off T-Dog. Zandali raped by a cello. Charlie from Lost gets attacked in stairwell. Cage is Jimmy. Lobbyists buy candy bars is suspicious. Beta Chip kills Chad. Justice is seeked. Rambo trains wife in combat. Tommy Lee plays a drum solo. Paul Simon mouths Cage a kidney. (laughs) Paul Simon. Cage is a pedophile. (laughs) Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Hungry Rabbit jumps in front of train with slashed tires. Flying bike lunges at Cage, runs away. Marge from Simpsons is in this movie. <laughs> I don't know how I got that. Phone bad. I took a pee break. Oh. Is that, wait, is that about murdered. you or is that about the movie? <laughs> I think Marge has info on organization. Garfield arrives in food truck. <laughs> Marge from- Walt is in Lost and Breaking Bad. <laughs> He convinces Brandon to return to Island with Polar Bear and smokes Crocodile with Monster. (laughs) Paul Simon's real name is revealed on Garfunkel's food truck. At Monster Food Truck Rally. Garfield kills Zandali with guns, hun. Cop jumps on Rabbit, kills Jimmy. Marge has Escalator Memorial. New Orleans Saints win the Super Bowl. Joe Biden punches kid. Garfunkel doesn't care. <laughs> Paul Simon on Garfunkel's food truck. 
Okay. That was, I, that was pretty good. That was uh, You know, I've been told I have a way with, uh, um, yeah, carry on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I mean, that was pretty good. I don't want to have to go back through the Wikipedia description to see how much of that was on point, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was pretty good. Yeah, I think that was up there. I think paying attention makes this podcast a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that you're uh, hearing us out. And uh, hey, you know what? If you keep this up, I'll buy you a taco at Garfunkel's food truck. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So yeah, uh, do you think we could get a countdown now, Dave? I think it's time for a vote. Uh, nah. Okay, no. so... We're, we're getting there. We're working <laughs> on it. All right, well... Are you all ready with your vote? Yeah. Three, two, two, one. One. Seeking justice. (laughs) Oh, shit. We got a disagreement here. I think we've alienated our guest. Yeah. Really what you should be asking is, what is your favorite movie about rape? Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess we did pick the movie with rape, and you picked the one with just, like, just attempted. (laughs) You but, pick the one where rape is portrayed in a positive light. <laughs> yes, yeah. it just it shows that if you're a soldier, it's completely fine. Yeah, yeah that's I think what that Destiny's yeah. Child song was about. If you're an American soldier, you can rape. It's fine. I need a, a soldier, and he's got to stand up for me. He's got to hold me down and do whatever. <laughs> so can big things if you know what I mean. So what I'll what I'll say about this one is uh, Firebirds was far from the worst movie we've seen. I just personally thought Seeking Justice was a little bit better. I like the spicy thriller aspect of it, and I didn't like the jingoism of <laughs> Firebirds sometimes. But um, yeah, it's it's these are both gonna land somewhere in the middle. I think of my ranking list. Uh, or actually probably higher up, because God, we've watched some fucking turds recently. We, we have watched some really bad movies. We've watched so many bad movies that Firebirds and Seeking Justice seemed not too bad to me. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that Seeking Justice was a lot longer than it needed to be. I thought there was a lot of, like, fake, like, everything, like, it was, like, convoluted. There were, like, plot twists that just didn't fucking matter. Yeah. Firebirds, I was getting Nicolas Cage shooting terrorists Killing cartel in all American in you know the good U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, what did I say? He killed Born Mexicans. Born in the U.S. That movie needed a little Springsteen drum solo. Saying, I was watching a Bruce Springsteen movie. It was a little Bruce Springsteen mixed with some like a uh, Ted Nugent mixed with some American Sniper. Yeah, oh, like it was know. Bruce Springsteen with all the what all the, the little the liberal shit that he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bong dong baby in the U.S.A. <laughs> he uh. How is Dan with I broken heels on a last chance power track? taught me how to talk to women. It taught me of an incredibly serious condition that you <laughs> yeah. cannot joke about in today's, in today's social yeah. climate. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to cover my right eye on the whole entire drive home. Um, See how it goes. Oh, you I need have, red panties and a stethoscope. I did immediately uh, <laughs> donate to my local uh, eye domination uh, research facility. Um, there's a march going on in a few weeks. Usually I call eye domination skull fucking, but is there um, not such thing as an PC cucks? These fucking okay, snowflake I'm like snowflakes, I'm not so easily triggered. <laughs> is there such thing as an eye dominatrix that can identify your dominant eye and then beat the shit out of it? I don't know. 
Wait, hold on. They made The Matrix, The Matrix Reloaded, The Matrix Revolutions, and they made The Animatrix, but they never made The Dominatrix. (laughs) Why is that? That's a good question. Um, And it will be answered, hopefully, in Seeking Justice 2. Seeking more justice. (laughs) Justice found? Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So next week, we're going to be talking about the movies 8mm and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. So tune in next week to see the sequel to that one that you saw once. (laughs) And and that other movie you haven't heard of, but seems to be about old school film camera. Uh no, eight millimeter. Uh, Sounds sorry. riveting. Wait, hold, hold on. Uh, let me get this. Let me. Get oh wait, this I'm assuming it's eight millimeter, but it is eight mm, so it could be eight M and M's. I don't know. Um, uh, it's can about I, my peep. Oh, give me just one second. Just one second. I just want to get this clean. Um, eight millimeter. What is that? A documentary about Dave's dong? <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention to that, Dave. <laughs> I thought, wasn't I eight millimeter really the one that had M and M in it? Compliment to my dick, though. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was eight, eight millimeter was the one that had M and M in it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's M M&M and M and um all the other haters that are just imitating. <laughs> I think eight millimeter is what the liberals want. They want to take away a millimeter from all of our nine Dude, millimeters. They want to chop a fucking millimeter off my nine, man. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> we got something mad to be mad about next time. So yeah, I'll tell you what you can't fly a plane into, and that's my guy. It's not the World Trade right Center. Own a firearm. Yeah. <laughs> and can we get a rallying cry? I forgot to shout out oh. the G Force gang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get into some hot water. I think on the tweets. So I might have some answering to do. I might not be the founder of the G Force gang anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I sense a mutiny. But... <laughs> G-Force like gang the, goes their own way. The idea that your title is founder can be revoked. <laughs> like, not, yeah. Not even the, leader as founder. Like, so it's, it has changed the past. Uh, it, is a, it is a very complicated organization. And that's why I'm glad I'm not a part of it. <laughs> uh, and and you know, it's kind of like the organization in Seeking Justice, because we uh, love G-Force, and we murder rapists. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, G Force is the one that's like fifty cents in, right? G Force unit. I don't know. G My brain is broken. I think. All right. Well, on that note, uh, uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Oh bye. You don't say bye. Don't say bye. Okay, you're welcome for me being on the show. You're welcome. Oh Oh, yeah, thanks, 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 Brandon. Anything, anything you wanted to plug, Brandon? Oh yeah. Anything you want to shout out? You got a Twitter? Or... You should be asking anything I want to unplug. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck you. What's your battle.net? Uh, and how do you feel? What's your stance on Hong Kong? <laughs> um, if I'll be, I'm okay. a Hong Kong baby. I've, I've said this. Uh, I don't mean, like I said, I don't mean to get political. I've said this once. I'll say it before. If you're not white, you're Muslim. Okay, Here. bye. <laughs> 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 Wait, do you actually want to plug something? What? Do you want to plug oh, something? Plug your Twitch, idiot. No. Fuck you. Come on. <laughs> okay. He has a Twitch. It's he has a Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. No. Um, I guess I'll plug um dude uh Trump 2020, Neil deGrasse Tyson <laughs> uh is a literal fucking liar. Um chemtrails are real. <laughs> 
um, Hillary, uh, I'm sorry, Hillary Clinton uh, <laughs> is the devil. Uh, we need to investigate. Um, I think that immigrants from Mexico are being brought into the United States at a faster rate than they've ever been brought in before. And okay. if you look, they're coming into the United States <laughs> with full IDs and the rights to vote. And I, dude, you can call me fucking crazy. I'm calling. So immigrants are coming in because they're being paid by the libs to vote and sway the vote from Trump. That's where all those Bernie Sanders donations are going. Well, hey, just, once he gets his new heart, quick, I just, Bernie you Sanders. Know, Do you mean Karl Marx, communist? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Mm. I had someone come to my house last week trying to take my guns. Yeah. Was it Obama? Bring Obama to my motherfucking house. <laughs> well, on all of that note, God. Uh, Wait, we, have we been recording? I thought we said bye. <laughs> bye bye. This is important. You always roll when it's important. <laughs> Farewell. This has been a solid work production. Solid work. Solid work. Uh, solid work. Hey, solid, solid work. work.